0: Hey, it's me, that update on your computer that you've been dismissing for the past few months. I know it's gonna take me a while to update your computer and all the different things inside of it, but how about to pass the time, you just sit back, relax, and listen to an episode of this podcast. Before we continue my first ever journey through the Harry Potter series, just a few quick announcements. First, as we mentioned, and as is the practice here at Potterless, anytime we do something that J.K. Rowling had a hand in, we will be donating part of the ad sales of the episode to a different LGBTQ plus charity. And for these four episodes of Crimes of Grindelwald, I will be donating a portion of the ad sales to the Anti-Violence Project. So the Anti-Violence Project has been around for over 40 years, and they have pushed to end all forms of violence against the LGBTQ community, as well as people affected by HIV. They do a whole bunch of stuff from community organizing, to public advocacy, to economic empowerment, to legal services, to the National Coalition of Anti-Violence Programs, as well as an intimate partner violence network for the LGBTQ community in New York State. They do a whole bunch of stuff covering a lot of different areas, and if you want to learn about who they are or what they do, you can go to avp.org. And I'd also like to thank the newest members of our team over at patreon.com slash for supporting the show. So shout out to Ariel Andriano, Lisa Weigand, and Sean Kurkoba. And I want to give a huge shout out to our newest producer-level patron, Maya Saunders from Tree and Me Genealogy. They join the ranks of Vicky, Christine, Aaron, Clow, Marchismo, Juan, Marie, Maria, Lisa, Audra, Eleanor, Nikita, Rachel, Zachary, Alex, John, Noel, Claire, Rory, Veronica, Lada, Noah, Tracy, Colleen, Jennifer, Justin, Jacob, Maya, Mark, Polly, Zena, Hardland, Noelia, Nikki, Kine, Amanda, Kafir, Sarah, Marta, Maya, Floor, George, Skyla, Adele, Professor, Threat, Ellie, Michael, Kelly, Kerry, Connie, Jen, Nedry, Will, Marcos, Marie, Ashton, Brittany, Phelan, The Meadows family, Ginny, Heather, Kevin, Jarl, Peter, Jen and Callahan, Leah, Bella, Melanie, Becca, Reese, Adam, Joseph, Madison, Tonks, Sabrina, Sophia, Farzad, Melanie, Matt, Okamahime, Bony Pony, Kelsey, Ricky, Taylor, Megan, Riley, Laurel, Erica, Miranda, Kendra, Natanya, Yogin, Darcy, Sandra, Craig, Leo, Demi, Michelle, Henrique, Casey, Megan, Jack, Sophia, Dane, Robin, Chick, Mermaid, Daddykins, Gregory, Cawcaw, Nina, Ribbon, Brittany, Gavin, Jack, Serenity, Emily, Haley, Sabrina, Jenna, Laura, Gila, Eileen, Annette, Kirsten. Hufflepuff, Brett, Mary, Artemis, Trans people, or people, Samantha, Nina, Tatiana, Taylor, Karis, Vomit Spiders, Tony Joe, Punkfish, Wire Warrior, Warrior, Catherine Joe, Michael, Steamed Nuggets, and Can't I Potter? Who always can get their gas ovens consistently to turn on on the first try, and they never sit there with the dial going and the click, 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 happening over and over and over again until minutes later, finally, the oven turns on. If you want to be like one of these amazing patrons and get access to bonus episodes, director's commentary, exclusive live streams, and more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Those bonus episodes are getting fun. I'm redoing some Hogwarts mystery iPhone game stuff, an old trend of bonus episodes I used to do way back in 2018. We're bringing it back. It's some fun stuff. You can check all of that out at patreon.com slash Potterless. But without further ado, let's get into episode 167 of Potterless, the second of four episodes covering The Crimes of Grindelwald, guest starring Robin and Bayana from Wizard Team. And welcome back to another episode of Potterless, the tale of a grown man who never read the Harry Potter series as a kid. He read them as an adult and then unfortunately he watched a movie called The Crimes of Grindelwald. I am Mike Schubert, I am that grown man, I saw that bad movie, and I'm here to continue the discussion. Oh, let me stop you right there before we continue the discussion past Mike. Hey, it's me editing Mike, how's it going everybody? So in the last episode of Potterless, there was supposed to be another edition of British Quandaries with UK correspondent Dottie James, but like a fool, I forgot to take some files off of the studio computer and put them onto my personal laptop because this is a very special edition of British Quandaries with UK correspondent Dottie James because she's the guest for the next two episodes of Potterless, so I was able to do a live via video chat edition of British Quandaries with UK Correspondent Dottie James. So now in place of what should have been their last episode, here is a very special edition of British Quandaries with UK Correspondent Dottie James. And now it's time for a special live in video call edition of British Quandaries with UK Correspondent Dottie James. Dottie, I have to do the normal voice. Dottie, um, in... <laughs> I wouldn't have been
1: able to hold it together.
0: <laughs> in this movie, at one point newt says there are no mean beasts or whatever just blinkered people Mm -hmm. is that anything
1: (laughs) it is at first without context i thought he meant drunk um because in the uk anything ending with an ed it's like a really common joke lots of comedians talk about it anything ending with an ed can mean that you are like plastered, drunk, I get, wasted, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I thought that at first, but then I realized um, upon watching the film that he just means it's like when a horse has its blinders on, oh. and it's like you are so focused on one thing, um, you're sort of clueless to other things. I think
0: he just means like tunnel vision. Yeah, just uh, human obsessed, not animal aware. Okay, I awesome. think that's what he means. Wonderful. Well, this has been a special edition <laughs> of British Quandaries with UK correspondent Dotty J. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I am Mike Schubert. I am that grown man. I saw that bad movie. And I'm here to continue the discussion of that bad movie with good people. It's Robin and Biana from Black Girls Create. How's it going, team? How, how are we feeling? You excited to talk more about this shit? We're still
2: talking about this movie. I, for one, think we should talk about uh, anything but this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're here.
0: Well, let's pick it up. Where we left off, and let's just get right into it so that we can be done talking about this movie sooner.
2: (laughs) Sounds great.
0: So, now, cut to London, because again, we have to keep cutting. And I do love that the first thing that happens is you have a car driving down the road, and then the horn just lets out a, like, noise, like, very clearly. Hello, everyone, we're in 1927, don't forget. So, Newt is here and I don't remember why. I just noted that he used a spell called Ventus and I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts recently and uh, Ventus is one of the names of the characters in Birth by Sleep so that made me very happy. It's a wind spell which goes along with his name. So shout out to all my Kingdom Hearts nerds. I'm
2: thinking about Dragon Prince now.
0: I have not seen Dragon or read Dragon Prince or even know what it is.
2: It is uh, from the same people that did Avatar. It's on Mm. Netflix. It's amazing. It's a show.
0: Great. That's very fun. So then there is a moving glove that is a portkey to a rooftop where Newt talks to Dumbledore and I don't care about the whole discord of like Dumbledore, his aging isn't proper. Like, oh yeah, speaking of names, Jude fucking Law is Dumbledore! <laughs> why, do, why is I Jude- <laughs> Come on, it's incredible. I love him as Dumbledore. It makes no sense with like the timeline aging, but like I don't care. I'm not gonna complain about getting Jude Law in a movie. He looks great. No one else should be wearing suits. Jude Law is okay. He gets a pass for see, wearing suits. I
2: don't know. <laughs> so. Did you see Jude Law in the Young Pope? That man can be as campy as oh, he tr- wanted. He can rock a row. He, really he can rock a row. Yeah. A plum velvet suit, but yeah. Jude.
1: We kill it, he would kill a plum velvet suit
0: that, yeah. That is that is the upsetting thing is like, when does Dumbledore get the flair? Like, at least he could have had the fun purple. You're right, man. That's upsetting. Missed opportunity, even a
2: gray three piece suit. Dumbledore, my man with the teal from head to toe. Okay,
0: he is rocking a corduroy pea coat in this opening scene, though, and that is a pretty solid move. Both I do appreciate it? it. Yeah, it's like a grayish teal, like maybe a hint of blue at best. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so Dumbledore does some sort of like fog spell and it makes the entire town have fog now and then walks around with Newt and they talk about stuff. He reveals that pureblood wizards believe that Credence is the long lost brother of Leader Lestrange, you know, a black woman. And he's the last in line of a famous French family. And we'll learn about the truth of this later in what is easily <sighs> the worst scene in cinematic history. I'm so
1: glad that we're here for the first half.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love that. <laughs> I love that for us. I will say though, it's really frustrating because back when sh- we she wasn't talking about this. I mean, I guess she's always been talking about the side of her ass, and we just didn't know. She had this whole thing about like the beauty of Hermione Granger is it doesn't matter. Like, ma- and the beauty of magic in general is like, it's a great equalizer. Like, you have magic, you're you're c- like cr- creative or whatever. And all of a sudden now, Credence got to be a Lestrange, and every like other person has the same name as someone that we met in the original series. And it's like, no, just no, no, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It's lazy.
0: It's definitely lazy. And it's like they're trying to Easter egg it. They're just trying to get people to as often as possible go, oh, they said the thing. But then it raises so many questions because it seems strange to have these ancestors in very high profile roles and situations that just never get talked about. And to make all of this backstory, like, I understand trying to want to tie it into current characters because it's interesting, but it just makes it more confusing that Mm -hmm. no one ever talked about Lita ever. And given, like, how many houses Credence has destroyed, like, they've never brought him up ever, it just feels like that's something that would have come up in a wizard history class or when they talk about Grindelwald. Like, it's so weird to not just make a new character.
2: It also feels like, why would you let, the Lestranges or the Blacks accumulate any power if right. they've been out here being fascist for this whole time. Some, this whole time. Right.
0: You could have all of this same backstory stuff and just not make it the Lestrange family, yeah. mm-hmm. especially because at the end of this movie they establish he's actually not a Lestrange. So yeah. it doesn't do anything. You can have this French rich family and they can just have a different last name, and then you're not going to anger all these fans by trying to like tie up all these loose ends that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It just seems so unnecessary, and it's like they're pandering, but it doesn't work. It's the it's the
1: like fan service. It's like weird because like. I think about it the most with Game of Thrones, um, like those last seasons. I've not seen it,
0: so I don't know. I
1: won't spoil it, but they do a couple of things where it's what they think fans want but what we really want is like the story you know what i mean like it's like the yeah. reason that we come to these like stories is because of the story itself not because and like we fall in love with the characters because of the journeys that the writers put them through it's not just because they
2: like have that name pr-
1: i mean it, you know those things can help but it's not just about like oh they look pretty or they like it's it's all the things that you build up in them and then to be like oh well now we're just going to like throw th- their name at you it's like what does that doesn't mean anything separated from the
2: a good stuff, story the,
1: yeah from a good story and the reason that we're like even here in the first place and so it's like it's like a weird thing where i think the only time i've ever really liked fan service is uh, in game like <laughs> 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 i feel like marvel does a good job of like Knowing what the fans want, but also like delivering on the story at the same time. Like they have to happen together and make sense. Otherwise, like what's the point? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. It's, it's ridiculous. So Dumbledore is now asking Newt to basically do the same thing that the ministry did, but he's asking in a nice way. So maybe it'll work. Uh, there is also one point where Dumbledore apparates away and then I think Newt follows him, but then later in the conversation, he operates away a second time and then Newt can't follow him? Uh, Like, how did he know where he went the first time? It's very confusing, but Dumbledore says that he can't do it. It has to be Newt. So, you know, Dumbledore's playing head games from day one. Gives him this card for a safe house and gives it to Newt and then that's the end of that scene Newt goes to his house and then there's baby Nifflers which is cute love that actually they're there they're cute and he one like falls down the stairs and he says Bunty a bunch and then you think oh this Nifflers name is Bunty but then it turns out that Newt has an assistant now (laughs) and her name is Bunty and she is here in this scene and then not the rest of the movie and like contributes nothing and she's in love with him Cause
2: that yeah. matters. Yeah, it's very uh, Sherlock. It's so Sherlock. Yes, like, that's her what it Was and Stephen yes. Moffat just you know, you know, they'd be getting coffee together. They have to. Cause
0: it's the same thing. It's so strange. So he does like your. So it's like a condensed version of the beast briefcase scene from the first movie, which was Mm -hmm. great. This one is shorter and not as good. He rides the Kelpie, which really does look like it's made out of just straight kelp. So it's living up to its name. Mm -hmm. The CGI, though, I felt like was a step down. I feel like the CGI in this movie is worse than the first one. And I don't know if it's just like it was rushed or whatever. But like specifically with the Kelpie, it looked mad fake, like really fake.
2: I, I
0: don't can't remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, eh, it's fine. So Newt goes upstairs, and now Jacob and Queenie are here, <sighs> and they explain that Jacob. Can remember everything now because he says that the rain is only gonna erase bad memories and he didn't have any, so he didn't. And then Newt thinks Tina's gonna be here too, but she's not, so then he gets sad. And then it becomes very clear that Jacob is under some sort of spell. She
2: deconstructs what Obliviate is in like one sentence and ruins.
1: Well, was it Obliviate? Because it was the it was the it was Frank. It was, the, was like, like ocean. Yeah, right? it was, it a, was potion a potion and, thing. Yeah, but even still, like they. Never said it was like they just decided, oh, we want Jacob back. So we're just right.
0: What makes no sense is like the way that they introduced this here, because Jacob is so clearly under a love spell from Queenie, you think that he has forgotten everything. And this is all some spell crap that Queenie's put on him. But then you learn that the love spell was like just to make him want to get married. But then when it goes away, he still does remember everything. So right. what Queenie's initial explanation feels like complete bullshit. But then It's actually the truth, but it makes no sense. And this gets back to like my biggest complaint with the ending of the first movie is that you didn't have to have Jacob walk in the ring. Mm -hmm. It made no sense. You didn't have to do it. You could just do this thing where you want to get him out of America, get him into Britain where they're more accepting and he can marry Queenie, boom. And that's basically what they do here. So I don't know why why did they change from one to the other? I just, it's so ridiculous.
2: This is also, it's like the biggest thing too is like Queenie puts Jacob, under a love spell because the way they explain it is jacob loves queenie queenie loves jacob queenie and jacob are not allowed to get married in america and so jacob isn't going to marry queenie because he doesn't want her to have to get like cut off from magical world and get in trouble however you can marry muggles in Britain. Mm-hmm. So why would you point like why would you take away Jacob's consent? Why don't you just convince him to move to Britain? The man is a baker. You can bake anywhere. Right. And he's not like he's like rich. Yeah.
1: The whole thing is drama for the sake of drama when like the fix is like literally right there.
2: The fix is right there.
0: <laughs> yeah they unnecessarily at the end of the first movie backed themselves into this corner of Jacob having to forget stuff and then they just immediately delete it and then they don't give you like a real explanation for how it happened. It's it's very strange especially because like he did forget everything at that final scene where he's in the bakery and stuff but then he remembers I don't know they don't really explain it it doesn't make any sense it's bad I am happy with the result which is more Jacob in this movie just because Jacob's like the only good thing in this franchise so like I'm not going to complain with the result Result, But, like, the way it comes about makes no sense at all. But then we learn from Queenie via this book called Spellbound. It's like a magazine of sorts that has a messed up photo that says Newt and not Theseus is engaged to Lita. So Tina got upset because of that. (laughs) Now she's dating some other dude. And Tina's also upset about Queenie and Jacob being together. Tina's new man is called Achilles. So I guess everybody's just Greek now. Wait, (laughs) we never
1: see him.
0: No, we never see him, we never hear about him. It's just this one name drop thing, and that is it. Cool,
1: cool. I just... I wanted to make sure.
0: Yeah, no, nah, he he just doesn't exist. I mean, he does exist he does. apparently, but he doesn't exist. Yeah,
1: he goes to a different school.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for the third movie where I guess like him and Bunty can get together because New is just gonna end up with Tina.
2: They're doing a third movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are, yeah. Wild stuff. There are supposed to be five. Uh-oh. Y'all have fun with that. <laughs> yeah,
2: don't call <laughs> us,
1: Mike.
0: We're not amputable. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. No, no way, no way, no way, no way. So the movie now changes the way in which the thoughts, mind-reading Queenie stuff works where it says it out loud. This is not how it happened in the first movie. Newt thinks that she's enchanted him and then he convinces Queenie, I guess, just by saying, like, let me do it to remove the charm from Jacob. So he does, and then Jacob didn't know about the engagement Queenie gets upset and leaves. Jacob chases after her. And then in what is actually a rare funny moment in this film, before he leaves, he turns to Newt and asks, oh, and where am I? And Newt says London. And then he screams in anger. I always wanted to go here. A. Like, it was actually funny. Like, Jacob's barely in this movie, which is a crime, one of the many crimes of Grindelwald, and he's so good. It's so upsetting that he's barely in this film. So he goes outside, he talks to Queenie, and this is where we get this exposition dump in that, like, Jacob was fine with them being together, but he didn't want to get married because he was afraid that this would endanger Queenie, even though this is like a totally normal thing for them to do as wizard and muggle in London. But apparently it's like a big deal. I have no idea. Queenie calls him a coward and then he almost calls her crazy, which not a great term to use, you know, understandable. It's ableist. Try to avoid saying that. But she did provoke this by calling him a coward. And
2: drugged him.
1: she drugged him. Like, I just, I really, like, I didn't I, I didn't think very much of Queenie in the first movie. Like, there just wasn't enough. Like, it was It was very, yeah, like, she's, she's fine. very much like an archetype, whatever. But in this one, I, like, I actively hate her. Like, I just,
0: yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need her to go. That's the proper way to think about her. It's
2: also, like, I don't know, again, I can't remember a lot of this movie, but I've got the screenplay up, because why not? I'm meaning <laughs> it. So, Queenie says, why is it wrong to want to marry you? it's not but you drugged him Mm -hmm. she then says you're not giving me a choice one of us has to be brave and you were being a coward if she was not being a coward
0: by drugging him yeah by literally giving him no choice
2: and all jacob said is i can't have you risking everything like this you know you're not giving us a choice and then he's the bad guy at the end of the scene and i can't understand how because She drugged him. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: She disapparates and walks away. And then he's like not mad at her anymore after that. He's not mad at her. He's like, no, wait, Queenie, I didn't mean it. I didn't say nothing. Like, it doesn't matter. You were drugged. Yeah. And brought across the world world. without your permission. (laughs) Yep. I feel like that's a deal breaker. I don't know. It should be. Maybe, you know, social mores have changed since the 20s, but drugging me and kidnapping me. Seems like irreconcilable differences. I don't know. Just me. Just me.
0: One hundred percent agreed. Hate it. So then we cut to Newt back inside, and he does, and I shit you not, papyrus repairo <laughs> to uh, repair <laughs> the ripped up postcard, and I'm pretty sure repairo just repair stuff so you don't have to say it in front I know there is Oculus Reparo in the movies but I think that's just a movie thing Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the books you just say repair and you repair stuff but if you're establishing this that means anytime you repair something you have to say some sort of word and the fact that the spell thing for paper is papyrus like are you kidding me (laughs) the Egyptian paper made from reeds really Unnecessary. Ridiculous. So he does Papyrus Ribeiro, and it's a postcard from Tina to Queenie saying that she's in Paris. So now this is what finally makes him want to go to Paris. Not the ministry wanting him to do it. Not Dumbledore wanting him to do it. But that girl that he has a crush on is in Paris, so I'm out of here, so I'm going. And
2: thinks that he's engaged. Because they have not talked at all. No. In six months. Apparently
0: Nine months. <laughs>
2: Nine. Yeah, He has a crush on her. (laughs) She has a crush on him. They went through this life-changing adventure together. He went back to the UK and they stopped
0: talking.
1: And like Robin knows, I'm one for a slow burn. Love a slow burn. This is just sad. Like, I just (laughs) do not care.
0: (laughs) So Newt's packing up. He has a newspaper clipping of Tina in his suitcase, like a creep. And... This clipping says that she's an aura again, so she's gotten her job back. Jacob wants to come along too because he thinks if Tina's there, Queenie will be there, so I can get Queenie back. And then Newt does a drying spell on him and it makes the noise of a blow dryer, which, like, I get is funny, but also, like, really? No. <laughs> like, you think that's part of the spell is that wizards who notoriously hate muggle technology are like, this spell will sound like a <laughs> muggle invention that I don't even know if it existed in 1927. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's me, Editing Mike, and with the power of Google, I was able to discover that the hairdryer was invented in 1888?! That is way older than I thought it was. Alexandre Ferdinand Gonfroy, a French coffee inventor, that's a hairstylist inventor, patented the hairdryer's earliest ancestor. The contraption was to be hooked up to any suitable form of heater, which would send hot air through a pipe to a dome surrounding someone's head. Now this old school contraption wouldn't make the same classic hairdryer noise that the spell did, but apparently in the 1920s is when they started coming about for ones that had motors and fans. Hands inside of them. So it is conceivable that a spell in 1927 could mimic a real invention. I still don't think it makes any sense, but at least the timeline isn't off. Anyway, back to the podcast. So he leaves a note for Bunty that says, Bunty, gone to Paris, have taken the Nifflers with me. I know the Nifflers like do some stuff later on, but like, why'd you bring the Nifflers? Did you need to bring them? Also, like, why tell Bunty, he put in
1: writing that he's going to Paris. Like, Ooh,
0: yeah, leave no trace. Come on, guy. He's trying to sneak mm. out. That's not good. They raid your house, you've got evidence. You're sneaking out without documentation. You're doing a bad job.
1: Why he shouldn't be an R, because he not <laughs> doesn't even know how to evade them. Mm-hmm.
0: Just like how you don't know how to evade me, past Mike. Hey, it's Editing Mike. How's it going, everybody? Back again here to introduce the segment that we all know and love. Got to take a little break here for Vingardia Menoridosa. Today's episode of Potterless is brought to you by Skillshare. Let's say hypothetically that you are a commander and you have been tasked with basically being an aura, but you don't know how to be an or so you need to learn very quickly. How could you learn stuff very quickly? You could do so with Skillshare. No matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes because time is what we make of it. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. They have so many things that you can explore. You can create real projects. You can learn a new craft. You can try to further develop something that you already have a little bit of skill in, and you can meet fellow creators online and try to empower yourself to accomplish some real growth. They have a bunch of wonderful classes. I've taken some and really enjoyed them, and one that they have that's new that sounds very interesting is one called Artivism, Creating Inspiring Art for Change. This is taught by Nicholas Smith. I've been trying to do as much good as possible with Potterless, and it would be an interesting course for me to learn how I can try to make art that can come about and bring some change. I'd like to try and do that, so to learn about this in a course would be really nice. But whatever you're trying to learn or further to developed. Skillshare has many different courses ranging from photography to illustration to video production. So much fun stuff over at Skillshare. And as a Potterless listener, you can explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash and get a free trial of a premium membership. Again, that is Skillshare.com slash and you will get a free trial of a premium membership. So go to Skillshare.com slash Potterless, try out that free premium membership and learn how to be an aura on the fly today. And now you'll hear words from a few sponsors who make it feasible for me to be a full-time podcaster. Some of these ads will be read by me, others of them won't. The ones that aren't are inserted locally, so if you live internationally, don't be surprised if you hear an ad in your country's native language. And once those ads are complete, we'll get back to this episode of Potterless. Box right there. Wow. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com/potterless wow. for ten percent off T-N-O. your first wow. purchase. That's a wild ten so percent off a forty dollars pack in a more right transparent Anyways, way. That's Whether you're a sports right nerd there. or a Pokemon N-O nerd or all sorts of nerds purchase. like me, you can use Arena Club today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death At the French Wizarding Circus. Tina had new hair? It's just, like, shorter a little bit. It's just, like, a little bit better. It's not, like, that new. I,
1: like, legitimately was like, I did not. (laughs) No
0: clue. It's not that different. I only know because I watch these movies back to back. Right. So. Good Lord. That's the only way. Better you than me. (laughs) So... Now we also see Credence, who has better hair and also looks about six years older, <laughs> even though it's supposed to be nine months. He has aged so much. I know that the movies are filmed multiple years apart, but like he looks so much older than he did in the first movie. And he's with, uh oh, Nagini. <sighs> <Ugh. laughs> and they're like vaguely in love, maybe? They never explain this, of course, but uh, Credence has a photo. Can I stop you to read from the screenplay? Please do.
2: Tina walks past street performers, a half-troll, a few misshapen and particularly downtrodden humanoids, and she calls them under-beings, without powers but of magical ancestry, half-elves, half-goblins. The racism in this is astounding.
0: Yeah, I mean, we just did an entire episode of Potterless about how the anti-Semitism of the goblins is huge. So, yeah, to have these other races and be like, ah, it's the lesser people. Watch them do kind of magic.
2: Uh And they're like, basically, she's saying, like, mixed race, mixed species, I guess. I don't know. And they are classified as under beings.
0: Super cool stuff. Super cool. Movie came out in what, 2018, 2019? Yeah. Super cool stuff.
2: Yep, yep. Hate it here.
0: (laughs) So the circus runner, he exposition dumps a whole bunch uh, to the crowd about how Nagini (laughs) came to be, like setting this backstory of what is not a good look. And I know that it's supposed to be based off of this actual Asian mythology about people getting cursed into animals. I'm not well-versed in the actual mythology of it, but I am aware that when Korean woman Nagini becomes pet of white man Voldemort, that is a very bad look. And like, I just don't, I I don't know how, I mean, I do know how you don't see it coming, but like, come on. It's
1: awful. And I, on Wizard Team, we have our own Nagini lore and we just reject this because.
0: Good, smart.
1: We I mean we don't we don't we don't really go into backstory. We we move we look ahead, but still. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, so she's doing this Nagini routine where she turns into the snake, and Credence, at the big reveal where she turns into the snake, he busts out all the creatures, and then Nagini attacks the ringleader by going through the bars. Clearly, you got a bad cage if your snake can just fit through it.
1: It also doesn't make sense to me, because, like, I mean, it's not, like, a big deal, I guess in the scheme of things, but he talks about, like, he's, like, at night, like, she's cursed to do this, so it makes it seem like she wouldn't have control over it. Yeah. But instead, this whole time, she's just, like, a shapeshifter, and she's like, oh, I want to be a snake now.
0: Yeah, he makes her do it on command, and there's frustration, and the crowd starts laughing because she's not doing it at the exact moment. Right. And then eventually she does. But, yeah, the whole speech is about how it's his curse and she can't control it, and then clearly she can just, like, turn it on and off, like she's an anamorph. Yeah. It's wild. (laughs) Though at
2: some point Some In the future, she will be forever trapped in the body of a snake.
0: Right. Yeah. Very much letting the viewer at home know, like, it's the same Nagini. This is how we explain it. JK Rowling, I've known this for 20 years. Get the fuck out of here. So whack.
1: Why Why lie? Just say you thought it was cool. (laughs) Just say you thought it was cool. It's not cool. But if you just say, you know what? I decided. I'm JK Rowling. And I decided that this is what happened. And I decided it yesterday. (laughs) So there.
0: Okay. (laughs) And also... Why a lie about something that is a bad look? If you knew for 20 years that you were going to have someone that's like, canonically, a Korean woman being the pet of a white man, which is a bad trope, why are you bragging about this? And
1: you ain't learned nothing in 20 years to change that? Like, Yeah, no. like... She didn't think, oh, I should keep this
2: one to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. This is great.
0: No <laughs> one's going to have any problem with this. Should I ask any Asian people about this? Nah.
2: Also, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, if we believed you that you've known this for 20 years and you casting a Korean woman is like, yikes on yikes on yikes on yikes. If you just decided this yesterday, casting a Korean woman is still yikes, but at least we could give you the, you weren't sitting on this for 20 years and decided still to make this choice. It doesn't make you look better. It also is like really annoying the lying about like what I've known and all this stuff is like, if you knew this, then why is there nothing in the original seven mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. to like allude to this? Because it's not important mm-hmm. or it wasn't important enough, right? So then if it wasn't important enough in your in your whatever, then then no.
0: Why is it a major plot point now?
2: Yeah. Yeah
0: ridiculous. So the circus scrams. They got to get out of Paris. (laughs) The ringleader tells Tina that Credence is looking for his mother. And there was this black guy who was creeping at the circus the whole time and the camera just keeps showing. And he is still there with Tina and he is revealed to be Yusuf Kama. He is also the last in the air of a very famous pure blood line. And he wants to show Tina proof of who he is. But before we can learn about this, we have to cut back to Grindelwald. And Grindelwald reveals basically that his whole shtick and his whole reason for licking Credence is that he wants to use Credence to kill Dumbledore. That's the whole (laughs) reasoning for this.
2: Because he can't Uh, act against Dumbledore. I forgot about...
1: There are too many people in this movie.
0: Yeah. You did make a groan at Yusuf. Is there something about Yusuf that you want to say? Like, he feels weirdly shoehorned in again.
1: I mean... I have a- I'm pretty ambivalent about all of these people, so I think it, it's just oh. another one there. Here they come. It's just too many people. It's just- it just- it's too many storylines. None of it really goes together. So it's just like, what's the point? Like, he- he- she really could have left him out. Like, yeah. he, there's no reason for him to be here.
2: Also, what we saw when we were reading it is like his entire storyline is predicated on a lie and then like he's just here and then he doesn't do what he has to do like he's like i think he took an unbreakable vow or something like that but like he's going it like it all ends up being nothing so we spent all this time like learning his story or whatever and then it all doesn't matter.
0: And then Zoe Kravitz goes, just kidding. Your whole life is a lie. Yeah. What it also feels like with this movie, it's just because they set themselves up for failure in the first movie and that all of the important roles in the movie were given to white people. Mm-hmm. And because it's a trilogy or a five-part movie series, you can't bring in a new character to be as important. So what they do is it feels like in this movie, you're saying there's too many people. It feels like they just keep adding all these side people and then they make them people of color, but then they're not really important so you wonder why they're there. It's like when all these movies do the thing where you have the black best friend or the Hispanic neighbor. They're never the main character. They're always like the side person and you just have like a bunch of them in this movie with like Zoe Kravitz and Yusuf and Nagini and none of them actually amount to anything in the movie. Like they all could have been deleted.
1: Yeah, it's very much, I mean, it's even like in the first one too, honestly, like...
0: The president does, not she does nothing. Serafina
1: Pickery, like her role is so small and like jimma chan too like their roles are so small so small to the point where like when they initially announced they didn't announce them because they're in these side small roles and like so they're not headliners they're not like you're not coming to see them but then when after hearing the backlash and her being like well you have to wait there's five movies so people which is like that's bullshit but then all of a sudden it's like get her seraphina's wand like Come look at Madame Yazoo, which like is racist as hell, and then <laughs> and it's, it's the same thing here, where instead these are all people that like would not get, they wouldn't have been on the poster,
0: and they weren't on the poster. And I
1: like, guess what I'm saying, like like Yusuf and 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 Lita and like all them, like they don't need to be because they don't do anything, like they're not necessary. And
0: Pickery is in one scene.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's not actually fixing the problem, but like, also, there are so many problems with this movie that like, the people, like, I mean, the racism is, is a big one, but it's also just like one of like, I don't even know, so many (laughs) things. It's just like, I don't know. It doesn't even matter
2: at this point. You're just like, Because
1: like, nothing matters. Nothing matters. (laughs) I guess you're watching it, nothing (laughs) matters.
0: Uh, So... Grindelwald wants Koreans to kill Dumbledore. There's this weird scene with this guy crawl when it, with his loyalty coming into question. Oh. This entire scene exists so that later on, when he dies in a fire, we understand that the fire kills unloyal people. Like, that's the entire <laughs> point of this scene.
1: Is that the point of this scene? Yeah, it is. Doesn't he only ask, like, hey, do we want to do this now? Or, like... Maybe we could find somebody else. Like, isn't that his only thing?
0: It's that, and then he also thinks like, is Credence going to be able to kill Dumbledore? But he doesn't just call him Dumbledore. He starts the to great. call him the Great Dumbledore, and um, then stops himself short, and then just calls him Albus. So like, is that what that yeah, and, about? And, and yeah, it's it's a very innocuous question for Grindelwald to be like, "You're disloyal, Kroll Like, it's v- quite an overreaction. I feel like he was
1: just bringing up a valid point. I think he still peeps the vision. He just yeah. needed to know a little bit about the details.
0: You can't just surround yourself with yes men, Grindelwald. You need someone to push back. Yeah. You need people to provide constructive criticism in your life.
1: That's important. I feel like even in your evil schemes, like right.
2: workshopping, yeah, we got a workshop, you know, editing. <laughs> that's important. Look for plot holes.
0: Punch up your stuff. So now we go back to Jacob and Newt, and Newt is asking Jacob what he should say to Tina when he finally <laughs> sees her again. Jacob says, say whatever you want. And then Newt says, she has eyes like a salamander. And Jacob says, don't say that. Again, <laughs> if the movie series was just the two of these guys, it'd be wonderful. Yeah. What, it'd be so pleasant. So they use some special port key bucket to go to France because that is the only way for him to undocumentedly go to France. I guess you can't apparate really super far i feel like he could have just kept apparating closer and closer distances until he got to france i mean london's not that far away from france Mm -hmm. so you could have just like kept apparating hundreds of feet away and then you would get there eventually like your (laughs) nightcrawler poof poofing your way there i don't get why you have to pay creepy bucket guy a bunch of galleons to use his weird bucket port key it seems so unnecessary
1: maybe it's a uh the water because the, the channel maybe no i was thinking about it's it's from a different book which y'all should read it's amazing ray bear by jordan ifueco they have this technology that's kind of like app reading, sort of okay but they're like um stations oh. and like you sh- can only go through a couple a day or like at a, at a time or oh, before like okay. starts messing with your physiology so like maybe it's something like that but also, y'all should just go read Ray Bear and then, I don't know.
0: You don't Forget
2: have to about figure. this. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds very good.
0: Forget the significance. So, Newt goes to what is the equivalent of the French Diagon Alley, I guess. It's oh, the same place yeah. where you go through a statue. It's the same thing that Tina did to get to the circus. And then, and this is just absolutely bonkers, he uses a spell to see the past And he can see everything that happened. He saw the Kappa, which is one of the creatures that was at the circus for some reason because we have to hit our quota of Mm -hmm, creatures. mm -hmm. Then he saw Tina. And here's my question. Why didn't the Aurors use this before they put Sirius Black in jail? I've always wondered why didn't they just use Time Turners because that seems like an easy fix too. But also, if you could just see the past with a spell... Why don't you do that? Because they didn't have nude on the force. That's why. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's why. He, like <laughs> what?
2: The problem with this is that she has set this up as a prequel, but she also has like a, well, wouldn't this be cool? Wouldn't this be cool? And it's like everything that you do here that affects the main story, which is why I freaking hate these. There's so much stuff that she just throws out that affects so much magic. Like even Jacob... Just being able to remember after the spell, it's like, why didn't you use that on, or at least attempt to use it on all of the people that Lockhart Obliviate? Or why do you use a potion instead of Obliviate? Or, you know what I mean? Like, for the Quidditch World Cup, when they were oblivious that dude, like, 50 times a minute, why didn't they just wait and give him a a potion?
0: Yeah, why didn't Hermione use a potion instead of run the risk of, like, messing up her parents' brains? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wild, wild, wild. Wild. So in this flashback-y see-the-past spell, they show you what the giant lion-looking thing is. It's a Zowu. I don't think this was in the book, but that's a new beast. Yeah,
2: it's a Chinese Zowu, whatever that means. He can jump.
0: <laughs> so Newt then does Accio Niffler, which uh, you're not supposed to be able to Accio live creatures, so but so here bad. you go. Akio <laughs> Niffler. And then we cut to Queenie at the French Ministry, and... Another thing, rare joke in this movie, but a joke that lands. When I lived in France for a little bit. This happened to me all the time is when you go up to some sort of establishment and you don't speak French very well and they greet you in French. The right thing to do is in French to say, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. Do you speak English? Like that one sentence got me so far. But Queenie just does the bad thing, which is just saying, sorry, I don't speak French in English. And the sadness that comes over that receptionist's Mm -hmm. face is so accurate. That is so correct. That is exactly what French people do when in English you say, I don't speak French. That was well... Whoever decided that, well done. Because that was the realism. (laughs) On point. I remember going
2: to Paris with my parents and being like, you have to at least attempt in French first. That's all you got to say. They will spit in our food. They're like, we would go to eat. And I was like, they are
0: going to spit in our food. (laughs) (laughs) Just say bonjour. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're in the ministry, Queenie has this thing where she, like, opens her suitcase, papers fly over her, classic hijinks, (laughs) but then we see Abernathy disguised as an old lady with Grindelwald's French henchwoman, and they're just in the ministry because apparently the French ministry also doesn't have any sort of security. They're just there. They're in an elevator. They have like a book in a bag, and then that's it. So cut now to Queenie outside the ministry in the rain, and while she's walking around because she couldn't find Tina, she sees... Slash, here's Jacob wanting to order some French food, which love seeing Jacob trying to get French <laughs> baked <laughs> goods. But then she like tries to find him and can't. And now all of a sudden she's hearing everybody's thoughts, which is a new thing about her mind reading that we haven't learned. We don't know if it's because of the stress or if it's her not having control over her powers, but she gets like overwhelmed. So I do feel bad for her.
1: It doesn't make any sense, though. <laughs>
0: no it doesn't make any sense she's supposed to she from the first movie it sets up that she is like really good at this she's got it down pat she can read people's minds she's competent it's
1: it's annoying because she's not it's not
2: legitimacy
1: that's what i'm saying like it's it's annoying because she set up legitimacy and what that is in order of the phoenix and i mean fuck snape hate him but he was very clear about how it's not mind reading Mm -hmm. so like what she's doing to begin with is not Mm Legitimacy. And then they set up the rules of her what they're calling legitimacy. And then for this scene, decide that none of that matters again. And we just like I've just accepted that this is what you're calling it. And now you messed up the rules again. So I don't know.
0: Well, they don't stop there with the confusion because after doing this where legitimacy doesn't make any sense, in the rain, she sits down on the wet sidewalk.
1: What? It just doesn't make any sense. And it also doesn't make any sense, like, why she's so distraught because like You left him. You know your sister's in France, but you know you don't know where she is. You went you tried out one place Mm -hmm. and can't find her. You can't send an owl, you can't like with that's it. That was
0: it. Yeah. And then, yeah, Robin, you put it perfectly. She left Jacob. You started the <laughs> argument slash us being apart. Mm-hmm. Unless you have, like, immediate regrets, which you could have just apparated right back. You know, Jacob's not going anywhere. Right. It's it's uh, just makes no sense. So she's all upset. She then gets approached by Grindy's henchwoman. She, like, shows her kindness. And then we, of course, cut to Nagini and Credence, Walking around. So
1: many cut-toos. So many cut-toos. So many cut
0: twos. <laughs> Grimsom is also there, like, creeping up behind oh, him. They now. enter a home, oh, yeah. and they ask for Irma Dugard, because apparently Credence's adoption papers said that Irma Dugard is the one who gave Credence to Madame Barebone.
2: <laughs> Our name was Barebone.
0: <laughs> Very believable last name. To Madame Don't Have a Lot of Money. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. S- <laughs> so Kriya starts talking to Irma. Irma starts to explain the whole situation. And Irma says that she was just a servant of his mother. But then what happens? Grimsom just shows up and then just... He's inside the wall? Like, he does some spell where he becomes the monster in the first Stranger Things <laughs> and, like, is inside the walls now. And then he comes out of the wall and just kills Irma right off the bat. I guess trying to kill Credence, we later learn that he was doing this on purpose because he's working for Grindelwald. But here's the thing I understand that in these movies, a lot of people are doing nonverbal spells, but this dude does a nonverbal Avada Kedavra. Like, what yeah, that has changed? Fake. <laughs> And it happens multiple times in this movie towards the end. The aura does it to that lady in the crowd. Like, people now are doing nonverbal, like unforgivable spells.
1: She does not like magic, I think. Maybe she she did that one time and now she's like, dang, this all y'all gonna pay me to do. But also, I think, because uh, I don't the thing is, is they don't say it in the movie. I'm like, so I missed it until I think someone mentioned it, and then when we read it, it says Irma is half elf like half house elf? yeah
0: they say it at the end of the movie
2: okay yeah because it's like gross and <laughs> like brings up a lot of different consent knows no place in this movie and it, it's like yeah, really it's a problem there. Yeah. like there are like multiple instances like queenie and jacob irma's entire existence little is strange which you'll get to later and it's like over and over and over again in which she is just like throwing consent out the window and it's like <sighs> there's no acknowledgement of the fact that like it's a problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they never bring it up. Like it's almost as if the movie is not they're they're so confident in the viewer that they're going to get that this stuff is bad without addressing it at all. Right. I think they go so far in that direction to try to shy away from making it too plain and clear, like this is bad because of lack of consent. But it goes so far in that direction that they don't ever bring it up. And like when they do the Lido Lestrange backup stuff, it's almost as if the dad being a bad dad is equal to taking away a woman and without consent having a child with her. Like, they equate him being grumpy to, like, basically, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's it's wild that the movie just, like, has all this stuff, like you're saying, about consent without, like, really addressing it head on.
2: Yeah. What I remember from this scene is the effect was really cool because it was like he blew up the room and then there was, like, a time turn or anything where it went back to being okay, and then it blew up again, and then it went back again. Yeah,
0: Credence, because he only turns into an Obscurus when someone does something mean to him, or talks mean about his family, or does something mean to his family. He turns into an Obscurus, and then Credence explodes the room, and then it's as if he's trying to use the pieces and the all the shards of the wood from the structure to attack Grimsom. But Grimsom just hides himself in like a bubble, which works really well, and he just stays safe the entire time. So he's like trying to repeatedly attack him with a bunch of like wood shrapnel and then Crimson is fine. What?
1: I do not remember this scene at all. Yeah. I can't remember the bubble. I remember him becoming an Obscurus in that moment, but only because I remember it from the trailer. <laughs> like, I
0: can't. Yeah, Grimsom covers himself in a bubble and then is just safe. And he's like not even trying hard.
2: So it's a bubble. I thought it was a time thing. I thought, you know what it was? Is remember when they break into the Department of Mysteries and then Homeboy becomes a baby? It's like his head's a baby and then it's not a oh, baby. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like oh, terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They time bubble. To actually put that on film which was a big disappointment no. that they didn't put it on film the first time but no he's just in a bubble Ugh. and that just reminded me of snape dying in the bubble <laughs> <laughs>
0: So then we see a scene of Grimsom and Grindelwald in some little alleyway type deal, and we learn that Grimsom is working for Grindelwald, which makes everything make more sense. This is the last time we
1: see him, right?
0: Yeah, yep, yep, he yep, just yep. disappears. Cool. <laughs> I just, but
2: it's yep. just like, what's the point of the Ministry if, you, like, all of these people are just working for Grindelwald and boxing in and out of the Ministry? Like, there's Abernathy and now Grimsom. Like, can y'all just not hire a fascist? Is that just against your? Is it? What is the handbook? What are, where's the hiring manager? here. They don't have one. They
0: clearly don't vet at all. They don't Google anybody's name. They do nothing. No, no
2: background checks.
0: None. None. Fine. So now he's tasked with keeping Credence safe because now he's going to like keep watching Credence but he wants to keep him alive. Basically revealing that this whole situation was just to, like kill Irma so that Credence didn't learn about his truth. Then they say for the greater good to each other back and forth oh, to kind of let you know like oh look they said the thing from the seventh book. And then we cut to comma in a bathroom, very creepily putting eye drops in his eye. And we don't know why, we just see like a little thing in his eye later. We we learn what that is. But Newton Jacob, and I guess they have to be like, this is a French movie, right? So they sit outside a French cafe and they do the whole people-watching thing, like a bunch of French restaurants are, and they're following some feather that they had enchanted that's gonna tell them where Kama is. And they eventually talk to Kama, and he doesn't want to talk to them at first, but then they like semi- threaten him and say that they know he was with Tina. So they ask him like, where's Tina? And he's like, I'll show you where she is. And then he leads them into like a creepy looking basement thing. Oh, it's a jail cell. So now they're all behind bars in jail. And he says that he has to kill Credence because either he dies or I do. And then once he says that, he collapses to the ground. (laughs) And and (laughs) then there's a scene with like Newt, they break out thanks to Pickett, can just break any lock because that's apparently all Pickett exists for, our little truckle friend. And Newt then goes out and he like calms down the Zowoo with this little, small, fluffy cat toy thing and gets him to fit in a case. And of course, that whole giant-ass thing can fit in the case, but not Jacob in the first movie because yep. we have to make a joke about him being too big because yep. that's funny. Yep, yep. Yep, uh-huh. yep, yep, yep. And, uh, and that's going to be the end of uh, this episode. And you're you're two discussion talking about Vol. Uh, we made it to uh, pretty much the halfway point, and now I get to spare you. Okay, I
2: have a big question for you, Mike. Yes, what's up? What happened?
0: What happened what? It,
2: what we just talked about. What? <laughs> give me a sentence summary of what happened. What happened?
0: Like it, it, the whole movie so far, what's the recap?
2: Yeah, where are we at, and why are we there?
0: We're in France because Credence is in France and so is Grindelwald and now all the main characters have gotten to France differently why because Grindelwald's in France and he's bad <laughs> and he's going to do something with Credence and and Newt talked to Credence that one time and it kind of worked before the orers exploded him with vague spells so Dumbledore knows you got it's got to be you my guy and that's yep <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Whole lot of nothing has happened. That's what's happened.
2: It's just, yeah. Wow. We went to a lot of places and saw a lot of people and for no reason. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Glad to be
2: here. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having us.
0: I I owe a great deal to the two of you. I feel like I'm forever indebted for making you talk about this for now 90 minutes total.
2: Yep, you are.
0: So, uh, (laughs) I apologize, but... I, cu- I couldn't think of better people to rant about this with you. It felt right to get the most the most similar righteous anger on the yeah. show. You two were the perfect fit, but if people want to s- want to hear you talking about stuff and doing other stuff, where can they do so?
1: so at blackgirlscreate.org is where you can find all of the things we do. Um, we're a space for black creators and nerds to talk about and make things wizard team is our harry potter podcast um where we went through chapter by chapter and then did Curse child and then we did fantastic <laughs> beasts and then we did crimes of grindelwald and then we did a time room uh series that so fun. Was super fun so if you want to hear us yell more you can you don't have to
2: skip the post canon but you could if you want to hear us talk with Mike and enjoy Mm. it you can check out his episode of Wizard Team in the time
0: room yeah if you need like a palate cleanser to us all being angry at the same thing (laughs) you can have us doing the time turner thing where we said what if Snape wasn't the worst and that was fun because we got to create a fake world where Snape doesn't suck (laughs) it was great it was so happy I I loved it he He just wasn't the worst I mean yeah he just didn't he he wasn't as bad you know he sucked a little bit less
1: and I feel like (laughs) that is a world that I could, you know.
0: It's a good place to be in. It's
2: good, yeah. Much better than where we are now.
0: All of your time room apps are great. I highly recommend them to everyone, so go check those out. So Robin and Bayana, thank you so much for joining. Listeners, thanks for listening. And as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, before they shoehorn beasts into their story because they're contractually obligated to do so, Wizard on! (laughs) Hello, it's spring and we don't have to be covered in down jackets all the time. It's really nice if you want some merchandise to sport in the springtime weather that should be coming somewhat soon, right? I forget what the Groundhog said. You can get some new merch from Potterless or Horse or all the shows on Multitude if you go to Merch. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, so much fun stuff, Merch. Potterless was created by Mick Schubert. It is hosted by Mick Schubert. It is edited by Mick Schubert. It is produced by Mick Schubert as well as Vicky Garcia, Christine Aaron Johnson, Klauser Lopu Marchismo, Juan Sanfiliu, Rosemary Dajmarie, Lisa Seeken, Audra, Eleanor Curlin Nikita Power, Rachel Guthrie, Zachary Polito, Alex Consulver, John Cocker, Noel Basole, Claire Spencer, Rory Collier, Veronica Bartova, Lotta Bartova, Noah, Tracy Toya, Kaline Jennifer Marklu, Justin Montero, Jacob Parish, Maya Gray, Mark Body, Polly Burge, Zena Rosnowski, Harlan Haskins, Noelia, Nikki Harris, Kine, Amida Alfred, Kafir Shaltiel, Sarah Shetter, Marta Morrison, Maya Floresake, Georgia Davis, Skyla Lilly, Adele Ryan, Professor Threat, Ellie Hoskov Michael David Yordy, Kelly Otilio, Kerry Crumpler, Connie Beankowski, Jen Went, Nedry OS, Will Hume- Marco, Sepeda, Marie, Rieger, Ashton, Gabrielson, Brittany, Gutierrez, Fallon, The Meadows, Family, Ginny, From The Black, Heather, Langille, Kevin, Stewart, Jarls Five, and Peter, McGrath, Jan Rose, Dow, Callahan, and Daris, Leah, Reed, Bella, Barlack, Melanie, Demi, Becca, Spry, Reese, Dignan, Adam, Graham, Joseph, Torp, Madison, Don't Call Me an Sabrina, Balsiger, Sophia, Loves, Pigs, Farzin, Jarabat, Melanie, Duchreve, Matt, Barger, Okamahime, Bony Pony, Kelsey, Gillespie, Rike, Mangor Jensen, Taylor, Payne, Megan, Moon, Riley, Kita, Laurel, Happy, Erica, Butler, Miranda, Kendra, Hertz, and Page, Yogin, Chanley, Darcy, Alexandra, Harrison, Sandra, Rose, Craig, McRoberts, Lior, Nachum, Demi, Lynn. Michelle Spurgeon, Henrika Wolf, Casey Canales, Megan Stempen, Zat, Jack Gitzes, Sophia Leone, Dane Nemtcher, Robin Garcia, Chick Parr, Mermaid and Her Daddykins, Gregory Hughes, Caw Call, Mother Feathers, Nina Jazilik, Ribbon Monstrosity, Brittany Harper, Gavin Miller, Jack Parr, Serenity Allen, Emily Quinlan, Haley Hastings, Sabrina Casanova, Jenny Browers, Laura, Gila, Eileen Gazesh, Annette Pipitone, Kirsten R. Cunningham, Hufflepuff Alumni, Brett Clausen, Mary Price, Artemis, Transpuebular People, People, Samantha McNamara, Nina Campley, Tatiana Schmidtova, Taylor Roberts, Karis Davies, Little Vomit Spiders Running Around, Tony Joe McHufflepuff, Punkfish, Wire Warrior, 4976. Catherine Karolchak, Joe Sander, Michael Peavey, Maya Saunders, steamed nuggets, and can Potter. Web design by Kelly Schubert and the music is by Bettina Kambamatis. If you want to find us on social media, you can at facebook.com slash Potterless, twitter.com slash pod, instagram.com slash Potterlesspodcast and reddit.com slash r slash Potterless. For any and all information about the show, you can go to Potterlesspodcast.com. Bonus episodes and bonus content lives at patreon.com slash Potterless and merchandise lives at Potterlesspodcast.com slash merch. If you want to participate in our charity raffle that is going through March March 2021, you can head on over to potterlesspodcast.com slash raffledprints And if you want to tell someone about the show, you shoot them a direct message, you talk about it on social media, you leave a rating and review on iTunes, all of those things help. And I would very much appreciate it. Again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter,
1: wizard on!